You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. The following podcast is a production of the Factual Data Creations Facility. Welcome to the OFNT Podcast, Episode 132, Fruit Company to the Rescue mRNA booster shots from Moderna and Pfizer, which supposedly target the BA5 Omicron variant of COVID and were approved with no human testing, are now available. Are you getting one? No. Ready for more January 6th incident hearings? No. Too bad. They're getting ready to start them up again. No joy. Seems if you were associated with ex-President Trump in any way, you have a target on your back as federal and state governments round up such people. Are Trump voters next? Why do I feel like I'm living in an old novel? Hmm. Queen Elizabeth of England has finally ended her long reign. I'm not a fan of the royals and don't think her death merits the weeks of news coverage this event will get, but hey, rest in peace anyway. Tech news. Hey, thanks to Apple, I actually have something to talk about this week. As I'm sure you know, the giant fruit company held their annual event this week where they introduced the latest iPhone models and some other products. Here is my somewhat sarcastic take on this annual occurrence. As with the last, oh, what is it, three years now events, this one was also pre-recorded with no live audience. You will probably never see another event with a live swooning audience again. And that might be a good thing. It's just cheaper and easier to do it this way. As in last year's event, this one kicks off with old bow-legged Tim Apple China. standing outside the Johnny Ive-designed monstrosity, which serves as the company's headquarters. After patting himself on the back for a while, we are handed off to a female voice fry specialist who irritatingly introduces the new Series 8 watch. Or should I say, the new Series 8 watch. You know, what's up with women in speech these days? Either it's the voice fry or the sing-song end-every-sentence-with-a-question style. Most of that crap is coming from the West Coast. Here on the East Coast, where women have more class, they've forgotten consonants. For example, the word important has become important. Button has become button. Putin has become Putin. 
I could go on, but I'll spare you any more of this drivel. Okay, back to the issue at hand, which in this case is the new Apple Watch Series 8, if you've forgotten. The watch looks exactly like the Series 7, but has a new chipset and a body temperature sensor, which was tied in with women's ovulation for what seemed to be about 20 minutes. It was like this is the only use for this new sensor. Also added was car crash detection. Once a crash is detected, emergency contacts will be notified. That yeah, seems like a nice feature. If you get the cellular version of the watch, international roaming will be available for a free or small surcharge. This is according to Apple. When using low power mode, the battery in a watch can last up to 36 hours, which is very good and about freaking time. The Series 8 watch will set you back $399 for the standard models and $499 for the cellular model, which is the same as last year. Very good. What followed was a short blurb about the Apple Watch SE. It now has some new colors and the back is different, infused with nylon or something. The SE will feature the same chip as the Series 8 what? and also have the crash feature. The SE starts at $249 and is $299 for the cellular model. I think uh, Apple rushed through this SE introduction so people wouldn't realize that this model is the best value. Sure, you won't get the temperature sensor or the advanced ovulation tracking you will somehow provide, but neither will my Series 7. The SE features a better and faster chipset than the 7, and the only thing you're giving up is the newer styling and the always-on screen of the 7 and 8 series. The event was then handed off to the assistant female voice fry specialist for the introduction of the Apple Watch Ultra, or should I say the Apple Watch Ultra. What do you need to know about this model? Well, it's a big 49mm hunk of titanium, which in my opinion is kind of ugly looking, but hey, then again, what do I know? It has a sapphire crystal, oversized crown, an action button, what? two, count them, two speakers, a huge battery which lasts 36 hours or 60 hours with the battery optimization mode on, and all models will be cellular. This beast will set you back 799 bucky smackaroons. Well, the, the old tech press again got the style wrong and also the price. They were predicting the watch would look like last year's leaked renders of what was supposed to be the Apple Watch Series 7, and it would cost over $1,000. What do you say, John Prozer? <laughs> Three new bands designed just for the Ultra were also introduced. I'm sure they were very functional, but they're not my cup of tea, shall I say. Oh, and the Ultra will auto-detect when you arrive at a racetrack and place your bets for you. Oh, no, wait a minute. Uh... It's not that type of racetrack. It's the human running racetrack type, I guess. You know, Apple has already put a large dent in the sales of the Swiss watch industry. With the Ultra, they're aiming to take a big piece of the pie and just dominate the watch industry as a whole, and not just the Swiss watch industry. So watch out, Garmin and other sports brands are now in competition with Apple. The Ultra can replace professional diving, mountaineering, and extreme sports niche watches for a very reasonable price. Next, Bowlegged Tim Giant. returned to tell us how AirPods are the best-selling headphones in the history of mankind and how the AirPods Pro are the greatest in-ear headphones ever invented and that the new model is even better. From there, he handed it off to some spokeshole who showed us the AirPods Pro, the new AirPods Pro, which look just like the old AirPod Pros. 
She assures us that this model is rocking the new H2 chip, which enhances and allows personalized spatial audio. Whatever that will do for you. The new Pros will provide two times more noise cancellation, more battery life, and volume adjustment via the still-present stem. Oh, these puppies will also come with extra small ear tips Why? for some reason. You know, I cannot get a seal with the provided tips from Apple, which forces me to buy expensive third-party replacements. How about extra large tips for my huge old fart ear holes? Anyway, the AirPods Pro case will have a speaker to help you locate them and also emit sounds for charging in low battery. These things will set you back $249, and again, that's the same as the first generation. If you can hold off, I recommend waiting for a sale on these. Myself, I'm happy with my first generation pros and really don't use them as much as I thought I would. I use my Beat Fit Pros a, a lot more these days. This brought us up to the introduction of the iPhone 14 Poor Persons Edition. <laughs> the regular peasant model will come in 6.1 inch and 6.7 inch screen sizes, just like the Rich Persons Edition. I guess the dream of the boisterous small iPhone crowd has come to an end. Evidently, few people purchased the iPhone mini, which is now confirmed to be canceled. The pauper's version will feature last year's bionic chip, but Apple assures us it's faster this year and still up to the task. The rear camera has a bigger sensor and a faster aperture and better low light capability. The front selfish, I mean selfie camera has been upgraded to a 12 megapixel so-called true depth module. You know, I've rather had a center stage camera like the iPads are equipped with. What followed was a long spiel about computational photography, which I guess was intended to let you know Apple is catching up to Google in this department. Like the Apple Watch Series 8, the iPhone 14 Poor Persons Edition will have car crash detection, again catching up to Google, and for the first time, the iPhone 14 will not have a SIM tray. You'll be having to rely on eSIMs and their associated security issues going forward. The rumored satellite stuff was confirmed, but only for the iPhone 14 and not for the 13, as was rumored. You'll be able to send an emergency SOS signal via satellite, and the phone will even tell you where to point it to be able to do so. You'll also be able to send limited compressed text messages in emergencies. This service will be free for two years with purchase of an iPhone 14 and 14 Pro, which means you'll probably incur a monthly service charge thereafter. The announcer also slipped in the fact that Apple Fitness Plus will be available on iPhones even if you don't have an Apple Watch. Now, how they plan on handling the metrics is beyond me. Finally, it was time for the introduction of the big enchilada, the iPhone 14 Pro, Rich Guy Edition. Instead of the ugly notch of the poor person's edition of the iPhone 14, the Pro Rich Guy Edition features the leaked pill-shaped cutout, though it's bigger than the render showed. This area of the screen is also used for what Apple is calling the Dynamic Island, a fancy name for a notification area, which I must admit, looks pretty cool. The Pro will feature an always-on display, for which I see no advantage to, but hey, that's just me. It's powered by the new 4 nanometer A16 chip, which of course does everything better and faster than any other chip out there, according to Apple. The main camera, which is now 48 megapixels, was bragged about for much too long, in my opinion. Unless you need all those extra camera features or the pill-shaped cutout, I'd go for the regular poor person's edition of the iPhone 14. You'll save some money as the rich guy edition start at $999 for the 6.1-inch model and 
$1,099 for the 6.7-inch model. For me, this year's event seemed kind of lackluster compared to years past. The production didn't seem as slick in my opinion, and the announcers as well as the products themselves were kind of boring to me. You know, perhaps I'm just jaded. There were no augmented reality glasses as usual, and no HomePod middies. Maybe in October when Apple holds its next event, they'll have them, but probably not. I guess I wasn't the only one who felt that Apple's big event was kind of boring. The late co-founder of Apple, Steve Jobs' daughter Eve Jobs, posted a meme to her Instagram account of a man receiving a gift, which is a shirt exactly like the one he's wearing. Miss Jobs titled it, Me Upgrading from iPhone 13 to iPhone 14 after Apple's announcement today. You know, if you already have a plain poor person's edition of the iPhone 13, there are no reasons to upgrade to a poor person's edition of the iPhone 14. It looks the same and has pretty much the same internals and screen. There's no chip upgrade for us regular folks this year. If you must have a bigger phone, then sure, go ahead and get the 14 Plus. Myself, I'll wait until next year when hopefully some of the rich guys edition features makes down to us peasants. Heck, even Samsung is jumping all over Apple for his boring phone lineup in the company's new ads. Tech I'm using. If you're a listener to this show, then you know that against all instinct, I jumped on the various versions of the iOS 16 betas. Now, the only beta that hasn't given me any problems is the Watch OS 9 beta. Not one issue with that one. iPad OS 16 has been pretty good, but suffers with a touchscreen issue where I can't swipe away any full screen apps. This forces me to reboot my iPad Air to make it usable again iOS 16 for my iPhone 13 suffers from the same problem, but it doesn't happen as often. The worst beta of them all has been the one for Apple TV. Since installing the beta on my Apple TV 4K, AirPlay, which I use to connect my HomePod minis and IKEA Sonos speakers, constantly fails, especially with the IKEA Sonos speakers. This happens the most while using the YouTube app. The only other app this happens with is the DirecTV Stream app, but just occasionally. The AirPlay disconnect happens every time while using the YouTube app, unfortunately. This leads me to suspect that it's not just the beta operating system, but the YouTube app itself causing the problem. Hey Google, get on this. I just received a firmware update for my Aura Smart Ring, which, as you know if you listen to this show, disappointed me by failing to detect an oncoming COVID infection in July. As I stated last episode, I don't really fault the hardware. I blame the software for attempting to do too much. Version 2 of the Aura Ring, which I upgraded from, was able to warn me of oncoming sicknesses, which made me enthusiastic for the Model 3 I now have. Perhaps I'm wrong and the hardware is to blame. Guess we'll find out in the future. Entertainment News well, it seems revenue from theater film releases are down 27% this year, and Hollyweird can't seem to figure out why. Well, I think I have a solution. Start making movies people actually want to see. I think audiences are just tired of yet another Marvel Comics-based character movie, and I also believe that audiences are tired of being politicized or lectured to within movies. 
People want to escape all the politics and division in their lives for an hour and a half or more when going to a movie theater. Not to be reminded of the very thing they're trying to get away from. You'd think Hollywood could figure this out. This phenomenon is probably an example of living in a bubble. You know, is California even part of the union any longer? You know, New York has its problems, but it isn't totally whacked out yet. I guess New York really is behind California in that regard. (laughs) Hey, can creators of steaming piles of dung movies and television series stop blaming the audience for their failures? The latest being that Lord of the Rings spinoff, Rings of Power from Amazon Prime. I haven't watched the show, and I probably won't because I'm not a big token fan to begin with, so I won't judge it. Amazon is saying all the negative reviews of the series can be blamed on, wait for it, racists. Gee, where have we heard this before? Oh yeah, from every woke production that fails. The reviews I'm reading fault the writing and the unlikable characters along with horrible CGI effects. Not many care about the POCs or people of color being cast in roles. If the story and acting are good, it will make money. But then again, I'm just an old fart with a microphone and a computer, so what do I know? Podcasting news. I remember last week's story about the podcast movement organization tweeting apologies profusely because one woke person felt threatened by diminutive Penn Shapiro, who's co-founder of the Daily Wire, which is a conservative-leaning news site. Well, Mr. Shapiro was just visiting the company's booth, a booth which the Daily Wire paid $10,000 to be able to have at the podcast movement's event. Those tweets have since been deleted and were replaced with a tweet stressing how podcast movement believes in all the woke buzzwords you can think of and, of course, inclusivity. And that is, unless you are a straight white male or anyone who has a different opinion than the current woke narrative. Well, one Cumulus Media, which is the third largest operator of AM and FM radio stations in the country, and whose podcast network, which is quite large, and of which Mr. Shapiro's podcast is part of, is very large in both show quantity and audience numbers, which means a lot of advertisers who generate a lot of money for Cumulus. Well, they've severed all relations with the podcast movement. Read, no more money and no Cumulus podcast will be attending the podcast movement event in the future, which means no more money for podcast movement. Cumulus stated they gave the podcast movement organization ample time to set things straight, but the organization has decided not to do so. I applaud Cumulus for standing up to this woke cancel culture we are being subjected to. It's about time. As far as podcast bowel movement goes, I hope the old saying, go woke, go broke, applies here. Friday, the podcast movement organization published a full, real apology, admitting that their treatment of Ben Shapiro was wrong. Jeremy Boring, what's in a name, co-founder of the Daily Wire, accepted the apology, stating that people rarely admit when they do wrong, particularly on the left. It is not known if the Daily Wire or Cumulus will rejoin the podcast movement organization. Well, if it was my corporation or company, I wouldn't. I'd found my own organization where real inclusivity would reign. (music) 
And speaking of radio networks, one in particular, National Public Radio, better known as NPR, aired a hit piece on what they are calling morally dubious podcasters. This story was brought to my attention by the podcast Business Journal Daily Newsletter. This hit piece calls out the podcast Crime Junkies, which I know nothing about, and the New York Times Caliphate, which was proven to be fiction presented as fact, something the Times is famous for recently. Anyway, the piece has to delve into fictional characters from movies and television to get a swipe at their nemesis, Joe Rogan, in. The purpose of this hit piece is revealed in the final words of the story, and I'm quoting, But right now, when numerous polls show trust in the media collapsing, the morally dubious podcaster has particular power, unquote. So there you have it. Podcasts are kicking the mainstream media's butt, and they don't like it. How dare these upstart podcasters steal our limelight? I'll bet you these peasants didn't even go to any Ivy League school like we did. You know, instead of asking themselves why trust in media is indeed collapsing, the media elites just conveniently blame the, in their point of view, unwashed masses. But then, what's new with this thinking? To quote a lyric from the Talking Heads, same as it ever was. Time for a rant, and I'll give you a warning in advance. Uh, this subject's a little touchy. Everything you don't like or agree with must be illegal, right? It seems many of the younger generations, who I guess were born with legal degrees and therefore student debt to forgive, apparently think this way. Now, I'm not painting with a broad brush here and saying all people of the younger generations think this way. Just those certain types that like to hang around on TikTok with their weird colored hair and pierced septums. You know who I'm talking about. The first I'd heard about this was from Adam Curry, the podfather on his No Agenda podcast. He told a story of sitting with his family at the dinner table one evening and asked someone how much they were paid at their job at which point his millennial daughter jumped in and said it was against the law to ask someone this question. Now, what law was violated here? Well, the law of I don't like that question, of course. This brought my attention to comments on social media platforms where one genius slapomatic stated that Trump was sure to be locked up if, and I quote, he had papers about anything having to do with nuclear power in his possession because everyone knows that's illegal, unquote. I asked Slappy if he could be more specific as to what type of documents about nuclear power were illegal. Of course, I received no reply. This also reminds me of the incorrect assumption that it is illegal to strike a woman, even if she's assaulting you. Many women and a lot of men believe this. Years ago, I watched a video on YouTube, which apparently took place at a house party. A young man was arguing with a young woman who started to sob. She wasn't crying. She just started sobbing. There, were, there was no uh, physical violence at this point. Another woman who was attempting to be a man, if you get my drift, came and consoled the crying woman for a few minutes, turned towards a young man, wound up and punched him in the nose, drawing blood. Well, this young man responded by throwing a short right hook, which sent the wannabe tough person flying back. After getting up, she started to cry. So much for being a man for her, at least that night. Other people attending the party entered the scene and told the young man that he would be going to jail because hitting a woman under any circumstances is illegal. If you want to see another example of this, look up Man Slaps the Soul Out of Girl on New York City Subway. It's on YouTube and it's still there. 
The young man in the video was assaulted by two women and their boyfriends, and he beat the living crap out of all of them. When the police arrived, he was arrested on the word of the women. He spent four days in jail before the video surfaced, and he was let out. The women and their friends were then arrested and charged with assault. The women had used their high heel stilettos in the assault, so they were also slapped with assault with a deadly weapon charges. While discussing this with a female co-worker at the time, she was stunned when she was told that a man can in fact hit a woman if that woman is assaulting him. You know, made me wonder how many men she herself had assaulted without any consequences. You know, what a world we're living in these days. Well, that music you're hearing means that episode 132 is winding down. Hope you enjoyed this episode. I enjoyed making it for you and hope you found it worth your while. You can always contact me at OFNTPodcast at gmail.com if you're so inclined. You can tell me what things you liked or disliked about the show. I'd love hearing from you. I got thick skin. I could take it. So I'll see you next week. Remember, don't listen to what they say. Watch what they do. The light has changed and the direction of the wind has changed also. That means the fall season is upon us, so get off my lawn. Stay skeptical, folks. Take care. I'm out. time inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.